Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational Welcome back, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Make sure you go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and check it out after the show. And today we're kicking off a whole new series, right, Ashley? Yes, it is a summer long Muppet series. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, so if you listened to last month's series about Star Wars, we kind of did some hints and some crossovers. So this this series is, it's going to be long. There's a lot. <laughs> Poor Sammy did the research for just this first episode, and oh my goodness, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you did it without getting, like, going crazy. Yeah. The amount it, of information. It was a lot, and that's why I actually have, like three different sets of notes going (laughs) right now in our show notes because I did I'm like you know it's a lot but then when you really get into it you're just like holy cow and there's if you go to their current websites and information and everything there's Jim Henson information there's Sesame Street information there's stuff specifically about Muppets there's stuff specifically about creatures it's insane like how much they're involved in it's overwhelming so weird i'm not sure exactly how we're gonna sort everything out 100 percent. is two months long enough <laughs> we're we're gonna see how this goes <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to probably pick and choose some of this stuff that we're gonna yeah. really focus on because there's a lot of jim henson and muppet things out there mm-hmm yeah. But we're specifically talking about like Jim Henson today, right? Yeah. So it's Jim Henson. And then there's a little bit about his wife too, because they founded 
the whole Muppets, originally Muppet Inc., I believe is what it was called. They, they started it together. So cool. Well, Sammy, start us off. What did you learn? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start specifically with Jim Henson. Okay. The most familiar name. So Jim Henson, in case you didn't know, was born in 1936 and he died in 1990, which is sad. Yeah. Very sad. Especially because he died like literally right before the Muppets opened at the Hollywood studios slash MGM. So he didn't even see the ride. Mm -mm, They were in development and he passed away. So yeah, it's crazy, right? He was young. Yeah, exactly. He was not that old. Yeah. I think he said he had some sort of illness and then it was really unexpected that he passed away. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in 1954, when he was still in high school, he began his television career by performing puppets, of course, course. on a local Washington, D.C. Saturday morning program on WTOP TV. So I'm like, okay. Mm. So all the way back in high school, he was already starting on this stuff, Mm -hmm. making his own little hand puppets and things. And in 1955, he was a freshman at the University of Maryland, and he was given his own twice daily five-minute show called Sam and Friends on the local NBC affiliate WRC-TV. And from what I read, Kermit made his first appearance in this show off and on but originally he wasn't necessarily a frog they said he kind of looked like a lizard Mm. and I don't think I put it in here but he he made Kermit out of one of his mom's old coats and some ping pong balls for the thighs and I thought that was really interesting (laughs) so wait okay Five minute show, Sam and Friends. Was this yes. like Sam Eagle? No, uh-uh. Oh, so the okay. only Muppet Muppet that we would know is Kermit. Okay. Yeah. So it was one ones we never met. No, and there's not, there's some pictures if you Google it on the internet, but there's not a lot because I mean it was kind of like live TV. So he would go on, mm-hmm. do his thing. So it's not like now where everything's really recorded and and all of that. So yeah. Yeah. But no, it was definitely like I think they they kind of looked like more like the people Muppets. I think some of them looked oh, more like that. Okay. Yeah, and then you had the okay. weird pseudo Kermit thing going on. Gotcha. So Jim, along with his assistant, who was also a University of Maryland student, and his future wife called Jan Jane. Wow, I'm sorry. It's Jane. been a long day. We're we're doing <laughs> this very late. So <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> Jane Nebel introduced many Muppet mainstays. So that would be more the music that they use, the snarky humor, and then the innovative technical tricks, such as eliminating the puppet stage and using the television itself as the proscenium. I should have looked mm. but is that like, that's like, like the stage? Is that what that word means? Yeah. So I think what that means is instead of like, you see a stage and you see them coming out of the stage, they mm-hmm. took the stage down and you just see them coming up from that like the edge okay. of your TV, I think is what it's talking about. Cause that's what, that's how the Muppets are done. Like yeah. if you think about all the yeah, they're all at our level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. And then I said, I was gonna look that word up and I forgot. It's okay. I got you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so this show, Sam and friends was 
obviously pretty successful for him. And it led to guest appearances on national network programs, such as the Steve Allen show and the Jack Parr show. And today, and I was just like, oh, okay. Look at you, Jim Henson, with your little puppets (laughs) on national TV. So in 1961, they officially had Muppets Inc. by then. Okay. Um, so in 1961, as Muppets Inc. grew, Jim and Jane brought on a puppeteer and writer, Jerry Jewell. I might be saying that. the J's. I know. These names are something Jim, else, man. Jane, Jewell, <laughs> like, Jerry. Like, okay, the three J's. Um, and Jerry would go on to become one of their major collaborators. So he stayed yeah. on with the, mm-hmm. the whole program. And the demands of national television appearances actually forced Jim and his family to move to New York in 1963 because they started making weekly appearances on today. So that was really cool. And I knew this, but I didn't know this, but they started making a lot of commercials for people. So Mm -hmm. they would do puppets and you know, whatever little technical things that they wanted for certain commercials and things. And you can find a list of them. I was not going to do all that because it was a lot of yeah that would be a lot that exactly so around this time obviously the company is growing so jim sought out the talents of master puppet builder don solen and a young puppeteer named frank oz there we go frank oz i know that name that was like the only one when i was going through this (laughs) like i know him okay all right we got that down So together, all of them developed the Muppets' first nationally known character, who was Ralph, the dog, not Kermit, who appeared regularly on the Jimmy Dean show from 1963 to 1966. So fun fact, Ralph. Kermit was not the original. Yeah, he was the most famous puppet, first first Muppet, I guess that was most famous. Mm -hmm. For you. Wouldn't have known that if I didn't do all this research. I would have assumed it was Kermit, but nope. I have more respect for Ralph now when he's on the screen. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. He kind of helped bring it about. No. Uh, let's see. In 1966, a public television producer named Joan Gans Cooney. It's so many names. <laughs> it's like, thank, thank goodness we slid like Frank in there, right? Because, yeah. Okay. So Joan began work on a groundbreaking educational children's television show called Sesame Street. That was in 1969. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So she came up with the idea and then she went to him to help create it basically. Mm -hmm. So based on his creative reputation, Cooney asked Jim to create a family of characters to populate Sesame Street. And obviously Mm -hmm. we know he took the job and clearly participated. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street demonstrated the Muppets' undeniable appeal to children, but while mm-hmm. Jim was working on it, he n- really, really was like, no, this can appeal to all audiences. I can get adults involved. And that's kind of when we started heading off into the Muppet show. Mm-hmm. So, and the Sesame Street, I always thought Jim Henson, the company was more involved in Sesame Street, but it, they're not really they made the puppets, they create the puppets, all of that. But, and they obviously, they voiced a lot of them, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of look at it now, Sesame Street is really its own separate thing. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about the Muppets and everything, it's kind of tricky because, you know, like, okay, so Disney, because we just did Star Wars, Disney bought Star Wars, right? Yes. And they have 
all of it. Mm -hmm. They bought Lucasfilm. But Sesame Street, when they bought the Muppets, Sesame Street has Muppets in it, but it's not a Muppet production. So the Sesame Street was not like bought in. So that's why you don't see Sesame Street characters and whatnot at Disney or appearing in Disney things because it's its Mm -hmm. own separate thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like Marvel. Disney Mm -hmm. bought Marvel, but they didn't get all of Marvel. They didn't get Spider-Man and some of the other ones. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a whole nother discussion right there with the, especially Spider-Man thing. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He gets loaned. (laughs) It's bizarre. Yeah. Anyways. So Jim Henson basically, you know, he wanted to appeal to a wider audience and he spent years trying to sell the idea for the Muppet show in the U S no one was Mm -hmm. buying it. They were not interested in it. Not happening. So he finally received backing from a London based television producer. Yeah. London knows good TV. Yeah. So they went to London to start producing the Muppet show. So I was just like, okay, did not know that either. And they began production in 1975 at Lord Lou Grades ATV Studios. Hmm. Yeah. So I just, I did not know the Muppets were technically British, British. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's really, they might Miss Piggy makes a little bit more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Let's see. So the success of the Muppet show naturally led to Hollywood and then the Muppets got their own feature films. There were six of them. Mm-hmm. So we have the Muppet movie, the great Muppet caper, the Muppets take Manhattan, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet treasure Island and Muppets from space. In case you didn't know. And those are the old ones. We know that there are new Muppet yeah. movies, but, but this is like the original. This is just boom. original. Yeah. This yeah. is before you know, other people came in with their money, like Disney and whatnot. And yeah. 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 So in case you didn't know, but I think most people know this too. In the 1980s, in addition to making Muppet movies, Jim brought two remarkably original fantasy films to the big screen. And I took this off of Jim Henson's website. So that's why I knew this. I knew this. (laughs) But it was The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. And Labyrinth was produced by George Lucas. So he has. That was a dark crystal. Hmm? I think the dark crystal was too. I thought they they both were, but then on the website, they specifically said Labyrinth. And I was like, but I could have sworn George Lucas was involved in both. Well, and have you been on Netflix lately? There is another dark crystal TV show. I think it's a TV show coming out. Something. Or came out or a movie. I don't know. There's There's something else with dark crystal. Yes. I Mm -hmm. need to watch it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I did see that, that there was a second one. Mm -hmm. Is it a movie? I don't know. It's brand new. I can't remember if it's a movie or a TV show. It's something, but yes, I did know that kind of, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So in creating these two films, the staff that helped create them basically formed the basis for what is now known as Jim Henson's creature shop. So you have the Muppets (laughs) and then you have the creature shop, two different things, not related because Muppets are much more cartoony. They, they're more zany. And then creatures mm-hmm. are more realistic. I like Yoda would be a creature. <laughs> Realistic's a strong term, but yes. That's I the, get the what way you they say. described it. They said it was worse on the website. It was like, 
if you if you compare the two, if you were to cut open a creature, you would assume it would bleed. I was like, I think we got a little intense with this. So <laughs> I get it. I get what I they're get saying. What they're like trying to say, but I get it. I like you can think of like any other way to describe it. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll go with that. So <laughs> the creature shop was founded in 1979 and they had offices in London and Los Angeles. And today I think they're just in New York. I think that's what I had read online. I don't remember for sure. I read that somewhere. This was a lot of information to remember in my head. So <laughs> don't, You're don't good. me on that. Let's see. And then throughout the 1980s, Jim also created memorable television series and specials like Fraggle Rock, The Muppet Babies, Jim Henson's The Storyteller, and Greek Myths. I've never heard of either of those two. So The Storyteller, I've heard of. I don't think I've ever seen it. And I have no idea what the heck Greek Myths is. I want to know the Greek Myths one. I love Greek mythology. I know. It seems up your alley, but I have no idea. No clue. No, I will research where you this. can find it. Don't know. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> this will be an episode. <laughs> yeah. And then another fun fact about the television series, mm-hmm. Muppet Babies was awarded four consecutive Emmys for outstanding animated program. Oh, no idea that the Muppet Babies had won that many Emmys. So that's a lot of Emmys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So as I was talking about before, Jim Henson's last project was Muppet Vision 3D, which again, we, he didn't get to see the conclusion of. And as we know, it's at the Disney, well now it's Disney's Hollywood Studios, originally MGM Studios, and there's one out in California as well. But yeah, so he started on that project and worked with Disney and then he passed away and then it got, a, I think it got a little delayed, which makes sense because then his son had to kind of take over and, and all that, yeah. but I am glad they worked it out and they were still able to bring it to the studio. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they haven't updated it. That's like, it's like the thinking. living memory of Henson. Yeah. Cause you know, we've talked about, we love, mm-hmm. Oh, Muppets. love it. We always go to it. It's a staple. We, we can quote it without being yes. in the ride. <laughs> exactly. But there are times where I'm like, you don't want to update it a little bit like like the end scene yeah. uh yeah especially which i'm pretty sure big bird is in the end scene of that yeah it's so you know sesame street is in there yes that's true and that's not something i had thought about that's like the only time you see that crossover though mm-hmm. huh yeah big bird yeah see but it's things like that every time we're there i'm just like i've never seen big bird at Disney World in my life. And there he is. And the balloons, it's like all of it is so dated. <laughs> you could just the clothes tell. that the yes, people are wearing. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's very dated. So bad. Yeah, but it's still cute. It is. It's a fire engine and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kermit. But yeah, but yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, oh, so maybe that's why they don't really do many updates because it was the last thing he was kind of a part of. Mm-hmm. for Disney so yeah 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 I like the little you skipped over this little fact and I really want to hit Did it I, I want to make sure we hit it there was a couple things you kind of skipped over but it's it's fine There's but so this one <laughs> I know when you were talking about the creature shop I just want to back up before we move on to his wife yes. mm-hmm. the creature shop continues to set industry oh, yes. in, 
industry standards in animatronics performance and performance technology. Mm -hmm. It's really cool, like, to think about these people that, like, we talked about George Lucas last month and how he has set, like, the the stage for special effects and different things. And then Jim Henson is uh, animatronics and performance technology and just, like, the, the, the level of just sure amazingness Mm -hmm. of some of these of these men and women that are a part of Disney is just so cool to kind of research and and find out more about but I wanted to make sure to cover that because that's a really big one and you just reminded me too see I'm very tired today so it's okay I'm tired too (laughs) when I I was curious I'm like okay there's all these creatures they created and I'm trying to get a list and I was kind of looking through it Mm -hmm. so Yoda Mm-hmm. It's not a creature because Frank Oz was in charge of him, but they built him over at Lucasfilm. Okay. Yeah. But when they were doing Star Wars, the creature shop was kind of not organized. So it was basically like Jim Henson would hire all these people. And he's like, all right, let's do this movie and build all this stuff. And then, all right, see you guys later. Bye. We're done. And then they would all just disband. So then George Lucas was like, Hey, so you guys do some really cool stuff, right? So come over here and then they go and they like work on star Wars and then they are done with star Wars. Right. And then they go back and they maybe do a Jim Henson project. So it's like all the same people, but weren't organized for a minute. So goodness. And George, I love that George Lucas is like, Hey, 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 come, come over here. You, you need some work. Yeah. Come here. I got the good cookies. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, Hey, so I thought that was really interesting. So like Yoda doesn't count as a creature, but he's basically like a creature because Mm -hmm. all the same people created him essentially when Jim Henson didn't have anything for them to do at the moment. Cause we were talking about how he was approached to be part of star Wars. And I was like, I'm really busy with the Muppet caper. So he was obviously focused on the Muppets at that time and not the creatures. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that interesting how it all ties together back God, in the day. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Sammy. I hope you're having as much fun listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast as Ashley and I had recording it. Don't forget to check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com for even more awesome content. I have a show with my husband, Robbie, detailing how our lives changed when he developed chronic pain after a 2017 car accident. Plus, Ashley will soon be producing a spiritual show with an uplifting message, and there's so much more. We have merchandise available and information about our Patreon account, where you can help fund our growth and get rewarded with cool prizes, anywhere from a shout-out on one of our shows, to guest appearances, to a chance to host your own episode. So go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check back for updates and more content. So I knew literally nothing about Jane Henson. I didn't know she was a part of all of this. Literally nothing. Yeah. So Jane Henson was born in 1934, died in 2013. She obviously met Jim Henson when she was at the University of Maryland and it was in a puppetry class, which, okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all right. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but who knew they had a puppetry class? 
So obviously she collaborated with Jim on a number of projects, which also included things like traveling museum exhibits for the art of the Muppets, which I think when I was reading about it, they actually started doing things like that with, I want to say it was like the eighties. They actually started putting the Muppets in museums for traveling exhibits and things. Probably like children's museums and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, it was just earlier than I thought they might. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. When the Muppets were mm-hmm. still like newish, they mm-hmm. were out and already traveling on in the museums and whatnot. Well, I mean, it's a be- it's the best way to get it out there because like mm-hmm. you didn't have the internet yet. Nope. TV was still a kind of a luxury. Like mm-hmm. for them to get the word out there of who the Muppets are, that's a great place. Children's museums and museums mm-hmm. to get the, the adults on board. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. She also helped coordinate the Muppet show whenever they did live shows. So when we were mm-hmm. on tour and then the Sesame Street live arena stage shows, which mm-hmm. I went to one of those when I was a child at probably the Coliseum, I think in Fort Wayne, probably. That would, I feel like they were at the Coliseum. Yeah. I, I don't remember much about it, but I do vaguely remember being there and it was never went to one and it was Sesame Street live because Big Bird nice. was there. Yeah. So that would scare me. Big Bird is scary in person. He's very tall. But he did not, he didn't scare me. I don't remember ever really being afraid of, yeah, I don't think I was ever really afraid of any characters. Like even going to Disney and stuff, like none of them really bothered me. But I know some kids get kind of freaked out because like Goofy is like monstrously tall and yeah. Goofy never freaked me out, but I feel like Big Bird would have freaked me out because of how tall he is. And he's very wide too. He's just a big, big character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. (laughs) So Jane was known for her keen eye for spotting puppeteer, t- puppeteer. Oh my goodness. It's going to be such a struggle. Well, let's try this again. Puppeteer. Okay. Uh, she was known for her keen eye for spotting puppeteer talents. And she became the point of entry to the company for many top puppeteers. So she was okay. actually getting these people that they were hiring and recruiting and all of that. And I was just like, okay, Jane. All right. Good for well- you. I mean, he was a create. Jim's the creative, so they needed somebody to do logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knew it was her? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. She also served on the board of the Jim Henson Foundation. Uh, the mm-hmm. foundation was founded in 1982 to promote and develop the art of puppetry, and it's presently headed by someone named Cheryl Henson, which I believe is her Child? daughter. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know which order she's in. I they had all the kids listed, but. I don't know which. How many kids did they have? I don't even remember. I should have written it down, but I want to say it was like at least three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. But yeah, so there you go. More family business right there. I thought that was kind of cool too. So let's see. Each year, the foundation introduces thousands of adults and families to puppetry through grant making and public awareness efforts. Hmm. They have awarded more than 675 grants to more than 300 American puppet artists for the creation and development of new work. And I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. It's an artistic field. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was in a creative field and I just thought that was really cool that they're still out there and still doing this foundation and still promoting this sort mm-hmm. of thing. Because I know a lot of things kind of switch to like science-based promotions and stuff for a while and like mm-hmm. the 90s and it's good to still have the creative and artistic encouragement out there. Yeah. Well, and we still need that. Like we still yeah. need puppetry and different things even though like we've switched to like digital and Mm -hmm. digital art and and cartoons and whatnot but like there's something like special about 
like the puppet movies, like yeah. the ones with the Muppets and the creatures yes. and like that sort of thing. There's something special about it. Like I know some people on here be like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal is not special. It's like, yes, it is. Don't be dumb. Just because you don't think it's good mm-hmm. doesn't mean somebody else doesn't. Like it's still very much a great creative mm-hmm. kind of world for us to explore. And I think that we could do more in, in shows and movies than we do now. And I mean, even if you think about like, okay, when you go to Disney, the the things that have animatronics in it, which granted, I mean, it's not a puppet, but it's but still it's, sort of in the same idea. Yeah, it is. That's much cooler than just the, the you know, screens and whatnot. So yep. yeah, Agreed. I, I think we are much more into 3D things and tangible mm-hmm. items. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I Agreed. Agree. I agree with you. Let's see. In 1992, Mrs. Henson founded, I'm sorry, she funded and founded and, mm-hmm. the Jim Henson legacy <laughs> to conserve, preserve, and present the artistic contribution of Jim Henson. Now, something that's interesting is, and I'm going to skip down a little bit, is that in 1986, they legally separated. So if a lot of this stuff she was doing, they were no longer together and she still was doing Huh. these things so I'm just like that's very I interesting I wonder if it was an Im- amicable it separation like it must have been because she's very involved in the whole Henson company yeah it was yeah. just four years before he passed mm-hmm. yeah so I was just like that's very very cool and I grant yeah obviously when you pass away it's probably easier to do things because there's no arguments there right but <laughs> yeah you know but she still obviously was involved enough the, yeah. the entire time so yeah just fun fact not a happy ending but still I thought that was very mm-hmm. cool that they were able to still work together professionally yeah see in 2001 she created the Jane Henson Foundation where she basically continued doing philanthropic work I need to change some of the words in here. When I'm this tired, I can't do anything with like three syllables in it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So she also co-founded something called the National Puppetry Conference at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center, where yeah. she displayed a notable talent for discovering new performers, as you already said, and supporting their work. So I, I'm just like, look at her. She just founded a whole freaking conference just to find new talent i'm like all right go ahead jane do do your thing mm-hmm. so i don't i think the o'neill theater is in new york i really should have written this down like i said i kind of copied this from their website eugene o'neill theater center probably well, probably yeah i think so there's like all sorts of guilds and stuff she's involved in the puppetry guild of greater new york obviously the university of maryland alumni association the center for puppetry arts in atlanta georgia and the Paley Center in New York. And then obviously she's involved with the Smithsonian because she, you know, she, I've seen the puppets, mm-hmm. the Muppets and stuff in Smithsonian museums. So she's gotten a lot of awards and honors over the years for all of this stuff that she does, specifically charity work and whatnot. So, oh, wow. Yeah. She sounds like a pretty cool lady, honestly. She does. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she gets enough attention. Great. No. She's awesome. But, yeah, I'm just like, oh, look at all the, the stuff that she did behind the scenes that who knew about. Well, that's what happens with everybody. There's always that face that's in front of everyone. And then you got the person who does probably most of the work mm-hmm. or at least like the, the administrative work and like the hard work behind the creativeness mm-hmm. and they don't get recognized as much. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And she, I mean, she basically was finding the puppeteers, which is mm-hmm. a big part of the show. So yeah. yeah, I just thought that was really cool. When I was reading about her, I was just like, yeah, we definitely have to talk about her a little bit because without her, there definitely would not have been any Muppets. No. Yeah. And, and like after Henson died, there wouldn't have been much going on. Like Mm-mm. she helped keep it going. She helped keep his name alive mm-hmm. and, and find and keeping puppetry alive. So that's, that's pretty cool. So she's a, just as big a part mm-hmm. as Jim himself. And I know after he passed away, his son, Brian took over a lot of what he was mm-hmm. doing. So yeah. Again, family business. I thought that was really cool. And and uh, when they were doing the, the attraction for Walt Disney World and Disneyland, mm-hmm. they were at that time talking about doing some sort of collaboration or Disney purchasing Muppets and things mm-hmm. like that way back then. He died and it just wasn't working out with Brian. And so that's why it was like years and years and years and years and years. And you'd see Muppet things, but they didn't really own it. And then they mm-hmm. finally acquired at least the Muppets. Yeah part of it so which I'm glad they did because all that stuff is on Disney plus which is nice (laughs) it is it's so nice well and like we have some of the newer Muppet movies and they they attempted to do another Muppet show they've attempted two Muppet shows and I don't think they've really caught there's like another one too so there was the original Muppet show and then there was Muppets Oh no, I'm not talking about the original. I am talking no, about no, what there they was tried another back one when... in between. Did you know that there's a, there's another no. like, puppet late night or something in between? Oh no, yeah, just that just reminded me. Yeah, there's another. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. There's something about like I I know the original Muppet Show was a success. Yeah. But it's weird how like the later ones have not been. So I feel like they need to just continue to stick to movies. Yeah, or figure out what they're doing that doesn't wrong. Like the the newer one, it was I think it was just too corona included. Like I personally don't anything that I watched entertainment wise that was heavily leaning on COVID and was really including in plot lines. I was just like, oh, I don't I don't really want to watch this because I live it. So yeah. Not too excited about this and i, I feel like wanna... the puppets are a little because that they were zooming and and all mm-hmm. that for the entire show which is cute but it, i felt a little bit like uh this is too on the it, nose it felt too political yeah mm-hmm. i just, just uh, yeah yeah and i think the the other show i don't know it just it didn't have the vibe i guess well it was too it was too immature it was too mature for the kids to even watch yeah, it just and the the silly vibe just it didn't it didn't have that like yeah that satirical humor that the original mm-hmm. movie, yeah and the snarkiness and it wasn't the well, same well it had snarkiness but yeah. it wasn't like the same kind of snarkiness yeah I feel like if they're gonna do another TV show it needs to be kind of like okay we're taking okay so the Muppet the Muppet movie the original Muppet movie was like. Kermit getting to Hollywood and it was a fictional story that's what we need for a tv show like if they're going to do a Muppet tv show Mm -hmm. now you can't do variety shows that's not what that's not what people love anymore Mm -hmm. you've got to do a fictional show with them like Mm -hmm. come up with something that could do multiple episodes yeah there's got to be something they can Mm -hmm. do is there segments that are funny and the newer stuff, but it's never the whole thing. No. Like, okay, like I like the Swedish chef. 
But in the oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> but in the most recent one, it was like every episode he was in a segment, and I'm just like, aren't there other Muppets that you could feature? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you're showing the same five Muppets over and over again, and there's a billion of them. I would yeah. like to see some other freaking Muppets. Okay, Disney. Yeah. 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 They just they cannot find the right TV show for the Muppets, and it's mm-hmm. it's annoying. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get it together at some Hopefully. point in time. Yeah. Hopefully. Wow, we went way off topic. Well, it's Muppet. It's Muppet related. related but we're so off the, it's fine. The Henson so, train. This but, is like the intro to how the month is gonna months is gonna go. So <laughs> yes. yeah. So we'll probably, I mean, just to give you guys a heads up, we're probably gonna like talk about and like pull apart some of the movies that we really yeah. like, kind of look into the original Muppet show, look into some of the Muppets, look at maybe some of the the outside work. I know it's not technically Disney, but right. like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth are big big shows that have creatures. Mm-hmm. Where are they are they creatures or Muppets in them? Those are creatures. Those are creatures. Yes, and those. But we want to be able to talk about some of the creature stuff too. And Labyrinth yes. and Dark Crystal, especially Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth. I love the little worm. He's so cute. Yeah. And now, I feel like it, it all ties in, and it's it like because I, I mean, okay, so technically, like last month we talked about all the first Star Wars. Okay, Disney bought it, but. They didn't it wasn't them. They weren't involved in it. <laughs> no. Yeah. And we still included it. So I feel like we could do the same thing with the Muppets. I think we could. Okay. Yeah. And I will get to the bottom of this Jim Henson's Greek myths. I promise guys. I, no idea. I need to know what this is. <laughs> yeah. I just was like, what? <laughs> I will, I will be Googling and YouTubing and yeah. figuring out if it's something somewhere I can watch. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me know how that goes. Cause I have no idea. How funny would it be if it's like Kermit and Miss Piggy and them as Greek gods? Like, let's be honest. I could see Miss Piggy acting like, like Aphrodite. 100% yes. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything else we need to share about the Hensons before we wrap it up? No, I think that's a good kind of foundation of who the people are. And then we'll kind of move into some more fun stuff. Stuff. we're a little disorganized so i don't have a great <laughs> teaser it's okay but it's coming more muppet fun is coming. it is more muppet fun is coming just stay yes. tuned mm-hmm. thank you so much all for listening today and getting to know a little bit more about the hensons hopefully you learned something that you didn't know about and maybe heard some things that you want to check out like the greek myths of jim henson who knows so thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you come back next week definitely check us out on instagram facebook youtube and where else do we have anything else oh my gosh (laughs) this is why we can't record late in the day okay yes go to limitlessbroadcasting.com like i told you earlier there's information about all of the podcasts that we produced a shop information for our patreon account where you can come hang out with us and discuss the muppets too if you really want to just check that out i think i'm done (laughs) bye-bye see you next time Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.